Welcome to Episodes in Troubled Thinking, a podcast that explores the inside-out nature of life and how our thinking often gets us in trouble. This podcast is a collaboration between two transformative coaches, yours truly, Antti Vanhanen from Finland and Steven Nash from the UK. On this podcast, we take turns coaching each other on various topics and occasionally we'll discuss broader topics about being human. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Antti and Steve. Welcome to another episode of Episodes in Troubled Thinking. I am joined, as usual, by my co-host, Stephen Nash. How are you today, Steve? Auntie, I am all right. I'm all right. I'm uh, intrigued to know how this conversation is going to go, because normally we have a little chat beforehand, and we haven't done that today. So uh, uh, how, how are you doing? Because uh, I genuinely don't know. How are you doing? Yeah, I am I'm doing quite well. And... Uh, well, we might as well just jump into the to the conversation of the or the topic of the conversation, and um, that is um, about three months ago. My my um, two and a half year old daughter was diagnosed with skin cancer, and uh, so the so the previous three months they have been different. Let's uh, let's put it that way. So so I suppose that's what we'll be talking about. Um, how that's been how things have appeared and you know different different learnings different trouble thinking along the way and uh happy happy to get on with it well remind me of your daughter's name again because i keep forgetting uh liana liana um am i right in thinking that she went for uh appointment to the hospital last week yeah she had her had her second surgery last week to um so she had a first surgery three weeks before christmas where they um removed the part of her skin that had the 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 melanoma on there and then we got the results back the second weekend second week of of january and the good news was that there was no more um melanoma in those cells uh in her ear where we had where we had found the melanoma but the bad news was that the uh the cancer had already managed to send some cancer cells to the lymph nodes and uh so that meant that this past week we had to remove the two two lymph nodes from her one from her cheek and one from her neck and um yeah so that's the kind of things that have been going on Oh gosh! So, in because I don't know much about cancer, I guess I'm fortunate. Mm. So, in layman's terms, then you discover a cancer, you kind of get rid of it, but subsequent tests show that it's actually managed to spread a little bit, and you've managed to get rid of that. And is there hope then that that that's done? Yeah, we'll get the results back from this surgery. Um, I think um, in about three weeks, three and a half weeks, and then we'll know whether we need further procedures and or whether they they got it all out and um if they if they got it all out then wonderful we'll then we'll go into monitoring mode so every three months for the next at least the next five years we'll take her in and 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 they'll take a look that you know everything's as it should be and uh 
if they didn't get all of it, then I suppose it's going to require further treatment, and I don't know what that would be. And uh, but you know, for sure, it will be something rather unpleasant. Yes. Well, I'm I'm really pleased to hear the news. I guess uh, it's mostly positive. Yeah. Yeah, and we were very lucky to to have um, found it so early on because it actually was a wart on top of her ear, ear, um, and even the the skin doctor said like that's totally normal looking wart that there's you know should be not, shouldn't be anything to it but they take a biopsy um, just in case every time anyways in these cases and then three weeks later I got the phone call and and it was a very surreal phone call because I had never in a million years imagined that. I would be I would be the parent that that has to deal with this stuff, but you know here here you are, and uh, yeah. I w- I'm wondering is it better to, because you could have been anticipating that phone call and it was out it was out of the blue and something sometimes people anticipate these things and there's a load of trouble thinking. You you just genuinely wasn't expecting it. Oh no, that. when they said that you know if there's anything you know like uh, <clears throat> in the in the biopsy then then we'll call you. And I remember thinking to myself as like, well, I'm never getting a phone call because you know why would there be anything wrong? So when the phone yeah. call finally came, I was just like, oh my god, like life is life is full of uh, surprising twists and turns. So did you say how old Liana was? Um. At the time, she was two and a half, and now she's, I guess, two and two years and nine months. Well, and how has she been dealing with it all then? She's been dealing well. Um, obviously, it was a bit of um, like she knew when she had the ward that when she she kept picking at it, kept bleeding. So she kind of like there was something there that we needed to fix. So so she ah, understood yeah. we needed to do something. Yeah. And then of course after the surgery, it was quite sore for several weeks, and. Um, but then, you know, thing had kind of gone back to normal for her, and <clears throat> and then to have to take her in for another surgery. So so we didn't really spend too much time talking about it beforehand. Just the evening before, we we just said that you know like tomorrow, me and you were going to the hospital, and uh, you know just didn't make a big deal out of it. And then the next day we we went, and you know of course she didn't you know love it, and and she was a little bit afraid. But I think the fact that she'd been through it once. Yeah, and uh, I was there with her every step of the way. So, so I think that made it a lot easier for her the second time around. Did it make it easier for you the second time around? I don't know. I I think in in, in some ways, it was harder the second time around, at least beforehand, because I I could you know every time I thought like oh so she's going to have to go you know through all that that she doesn't like that's going to cause her fear and pain and and whatnot so so i was having some trouble thinking about my my daughter's experience and uh so so um in in those moments i just realized that that was a very uncomfortable feeling and so what i did instead is i just decided that well i'm not i'm not helping the situation in any way by thinking about it beforehand so so i just i just did my best to take it day by day and and I think overall, I think that worked out pretty well. So, how? Well, I'm curious what you what you've noticed so far. What have you noticed then? Maybe about trouble thinking, or your fears, or or your daughter's fear. What's what's kind of has anything surprised you? Have you dealt with it better than you thought? Is, have you dealt with it worse than you thought? I, yeah, 
Yeah, it's uh, it could go many ways here, but I think the biggest surprise has been that that this ordeal is at all negative. That I remember when we first got the news, you kind of are a little bit like taken aback that you know, like I'm, I might lose my my daughter, and she was supposed to outlive outlive me. You kind of like come face to face with your um, expectations of how things are going to unfold. And even though I've I've had a very close relationship with my daughter from the beginning because I mostly work from home, so I'm I, I spend I'm, I'm around a lot and I spend a lot of time with her. Somehow, just the threat of having her taken away just took our relationship to a whole whole new level, and and uh, I was I was no longer um, annoyed when she was throwing a tantrum when we needed to get her you know winter clothes on to go outside. Um, or if it was a hard time putting her to bed, um, that doesn't mean I, I still wasn't firm. I, I was just as firm as I was before, but somehow I just didn't take it as, oh God, here we go again. Like have to deal with this bullshit. Like why can't it be easier? It was just more like, this is this is part of the song and dance and and and, and of life with her, and yeah. I don't want to miss any of it. And and so so that was it. Actually turned out to be um, in some ways and. It has turned out to be a really beautiful thing and um, another thing that kind of comes to mind that I think it's in, in many ways it's been easier to deal with than I expected and I think one reason is that my wife and I we kind of made this very conscious decision um, or we didn't even discuss it but we just it was it just seemed clear to both of us that it doesn't it doesn't do us any good to go googling uh, or doing research on on you know melanoma for kids and what are the odds and what are the treatments and whatnot because we knew that we had the we had the best doctors in in, in Finland on the case so so and I think that just getting more than information not being able to do anything with it would have just introduced so much more trouble thinking and and so it was we're just really taking it day by day and 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 with the knowing that well whatever comes we'll deal with it we'll be able to deal with it and uh you know somehow it's going to be okay yes it's like um that's really lovely auntie it sounds like um sort of awareness of resilience and a and, and a disinteresting overthinking and yeah I, you just I, even though you, there was a temptation you, you decided it's it's probably not going to be a useful thing, so let's not bother. Exactly, exactly, and and same thing with like before the surgery when I started thinking ahead. It was the same thing that why should I try to carry tomorrow's experience today in this moment? Because I can't, so I just let it go, and and, and that's what made it not just bearable, but in, it 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 just lifted the weight from my shoulders. Yeah, there's there's a kind of grace to how you were doing each day. Yeah. And and I, to be honest, like in the moment, you you forget. Uh, you forget that there's anything wrong. You're just you're just busy living your life and 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 being with your kid and doing just the normal everyday things that you know are part of it. And then every, every once in a while, the thought occurs to you, like, oh yeah, there's that. Okay. Yes. And then you just you're just like, well, that thought came, and I'll just let it go because what's the point of pondering pondering it any more than that? So it's, it sounds like it's been um, hmm, 
I don't know if this is the right word, but an opportunity to, to really see the three principles in action. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know how much different this experience would have been if um, I hadn't come across the, the inside out understanding in some ways. I think that it could have been very similar. Um, but, you know, another part of me thinks that it could have been very different and I'll never know. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it, for sure it, 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 it helped. Uh, or at least it didn't hurt. That's that's how much I know. Yeah. And 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 your relationship with your wife and your other, uh, I suppose, your babies, kind of just being a baby. Mm. How how have you two been together? Yeah, good. I I think we we kind of both know that this needs to be dealt with there's no use in 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 avoiding it uh, or running from it or pretending that it's not there but at the same time there's no point also in 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 ruminating over it uh and so forth so so i think we've we've, we've done a good job um you know sharing the load and uh you know we have a four-month-old baby as well in the, in the house at the moment so so yeah. it, it in some ways it's been you know, like okay, you've got the baby. All right, I've got the other one, and then and then we then we switch, and then at some point, one of the one of us has has both of them, and 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 so yeah, very little friction, and I think this whole ordeal has brought surprisingly little uh, amount of stress and drama into our lives, like almost not at all, and and it's it's funny because sometimes I we talk to some friends of the family and. And it seems that they have way more fear and anxiety about this thing that we do. Yeah. Because, you know, of course, you know, like their imagination takes them places and, and whatever yeah. they think seems real to them. And then they think that's what it must be like for the other people. And I'm not saying that, you know, everything is just, you know, like hunky-dory and perfect all the time. You know, far from it. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's scary. Sometimes it's, it seems hopeless. But... A lot of times you you're just living your life and and not thinking about that stuff because I mean we're not we're not forecasters we're not otherwise we'd be weathermen yeah <laughs> you know so we don't know what's going to happen so I don't know how much sense it would have to to really be thinking about that yeah so it's, I wrote down an awareness of inner resilience is kind of guiding you and you're just listening to that and doing what you need to do yeah. Um, fears are coming and generally you're letting them go yeah it's almost that that the resilience is just there when you just get out of the way yeah that you, you we feel exhausted when we overthink things and uh, or think things what might happen in the future and try to imagine how it's going to feel the next day and how will I deal with that and you know that kind of thinking is, is so exhausting so we I've tried to do as little of that as possible and the baby is like this reminder that life has to go on. Yeah, absolutely. Chores need to be done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, that's exactly it. That, yeah, life life goes on. Um, nappies need to be changed. Mouths need to be fed. <laughs> so, it's yeah, it's a it's a good way to put it. Hmm. 
I know sometimes when I've spoken to clients, um, there's like a frustration. There's this kind of notion of the three principles aren't helping. The three mm. principles aren't helping. D- did that ever occur to you? That it, this, oh, I'm thinking about the three principles and how life works. And then there's this frustration and, and you're still feeling anxious, basically. And I mean, do, do, do you get what I mean? I, I do get what you mean. Um, I think in general, I've been the kind of person that does very little worrying in my life, like throughout my life. And, and, and I think in the beginning of the three principles, I tried to apply the three principles to do problems and, 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 you know, problematic thinking or trouble thinking as is the, as is the name of the podcast. But, um, I, I think I just, at some point along the way, I just saw that they, they're not there to help. They're not, they're not a strategy. They're not a, a guideline how to live your life or, or what to do or what not to do. But they just, they just explain what's happening. And um, what they just help me do is, is accept things as they are. Kind of, you know, aligning with, with what already is. And because uh, the suffering comes, almost all suffering comes from when we, when we fight what already is. We're we're banging our head against, like why can't reality be the way that I want it? Want, what I have in my head, and and we have this like um, a dichotomy going on, and and the three principles, at least for me, they've just helped me see that, you know, things are as they are, and however I feel about them, that's me creating my my own own version of reality, and and as soon as I see that, it usually kind of helps me go like, well, this still sucks. I'm still annoyed. I'm still you know frustrated or whatever but all of a sudden it i don't i no longer need to it no, no longer looks like to me that the outside world is causing it i just know that i'm still agitated or whatever else and i can just be with that it's kind of like that that there's that um zen uh buddhism exercise that when you're feeling some feeling you you drop the story and you stay with the feeling yeah and and it's and it's sort of like that without making it into a technique or strategy but that's kind of like the same place where it ends up going yeah so i remember we've had a few conversations uh, lots of which have been recorded some of which haven't but i remember you talking about um this little practice that you had of uh maybe touching the door yes and seeing every day whether it was exactly the same feeling and it sounds like you might be experimenting with the feeling that comes and just kind of tasting it and seeing mm. how, 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 how do you feel today? Rather yeah. just like being curious about it and not adding the meanings, the stories, the, the drama. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I, I, I see more and more that, you know, the, the work that we do um, as as transformative coaches is that you don't you don't help another person see this through the intellect sometimes it works but but usually the intellect is what's in the way and and it's about getting there through through emotion or or something else and and that's kind of what what makes the what what makes somebody um, you know like it's it's more about when a person feels different then, they, then they'll see different things. The world will look different to them. They will have different insights. And that's what it comes down to. And it's hard to change our, our 
feeling through the intellect because the the intellect doesn't have an unwind mode it kind of goes just one way it's it's to keep tightening to go faster and and further and more and deeper and a lot of times where we're pointing to is is kind of the the opposite direction it seems to me yeah and so when there was a, when an uncomfortable feeling came you was kind of you was with that feeling and the intellect wasn't really involved yeah you, just, you kind of had a bodily experience of it and yeah and, and, and was okay with it as much as you could be yeah i've kind of i think michael neal he had this he, he said once that he has no interest in in con- contributing to the intellectual intellectualization of the of the inside out understanding and I really heard something in that because it, it, it's not about the intellect, but in order to share these these concepts and understandings, we have to kind of put them into words, which kind of brings the intellect into the game. But so many times, it's it's more the feeling and or the place where we're coming from when we say the words than than the actual words themselves. And and I've become. Recently, I'd say like over the like last month or two, I've become a lot more disinterested in in trying to figure this out, you know, any any more than I have, because I find that the more I engage in that kind of logical or analytical debate, the the more lost I find myself. It doesn't it doesn't bring me any closer to clarity. Quite the opposite, it takes me further away from there. So, so I, I'd say, like, if, if anything, at the moment, I'm on an anti-intellectual <laughs> journey uh, in this understanding. Yeah, the way that I, my experience of that is like, um, it's kind of, it's, I guess it's anti-intellectual in some ways, but I kind of see it as um, anti, or disinterest in commentary, disinterest in explanation. Mm. So disinterest in the intellectual version of, and so sometimes I, I, I mean, I can't help, I can't help it. It seems I've, I also want to understand why and how and that behaviour and where's it coming from and what could be going on and whether it's somebody else or it's me. So I, I have a tendency to, to explore, but but I know that I don't need to. And when I hear someone else explaining it, I kind of know that I, I don't really need to hear what they're saying. It's, it, the explanations are fine. I kind of liken it to um, you listen to a piece of music and somebody explains to you why it's beautiful mm. and sometimes that explanation can help yeah. sometimes you'd, all you need is, is just to listen to the music and you can hear why it's beautiful yeah. and, it, and the intellect isn't involved and it's kind of that way of being with day to day life my intellect wants to get involved it wants to explain I feel clever when I can explain either to myself or to somebody else Mm. but there's just this sense of stop doing that you don't need to do that in it we don't need to do that i think the ex- example I just gave with the music is is, is spot on because <clears throat> somebody can say like listen to how how awesome like the the section with with the drums is right here and that's more like to me that's kind of like the value of the words that we can say kind of like hey have you have you noticed this and and then then we kind of like do the noticing ourselves as opposed to uh, the reason this section is good is because he plays the you know the drums this way or or the guitar comes in this way. Then we're 
then it seems to me that we're intellectualizing it. And I think it makes perfect sense in the, when we're talking about music, that unless we're, unless we're like, um, you know, musical theorists or musical professors, you know, like most people are going to be like, well, what's the point of this conversation? You know, it's not helping me enjoy the music, but just saying, did you notice this bit? I thought this was really cool. Then that's something that I might listen to in the future and go like, you know what, that is pretty cool. Yeah, and I guess the did you notice... It could be, I didn't notice that, but I noticed this. And then and then it's like we're, we're doing some sort of noticing game and, every, and everything's open. And every, yeah. Rather than, I've got to, no, I've got to notice what you noticed. Yeah. Even though I didn't. And there's just this, there's this openness. Yeah, that's, I like how you've explained that, uh, Auntie. I think we got there together, so uh, you know, kind you, of, you, yes. you get at least at least fifty percent of the credit here. <laughs> uh, well, you're too kind. Um, 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 so, are you? Because um, you, I guess you've been expecting this to unfold. Uh, has it with your daughter? Has it? Uh, are you dealing with it as well as you thought you would? Are you measuring that, or are you actually not doing that? You're not. You're not even I, getting involved in that. I, to be honest, that hasn't even occurred to me to <clears throat> to to think about it. Um, if yeah. I do think about it, I think. I suppose. I'd say that. Probably surprised how how easy it's been psychologically i mean there's been a lot of things going on um recently that require a lot of a lot of doing and and figuring out and because in addition to this thing my my daughters had had lice and worms in the in the last month wow. so so it's it's been it's been busy times and it's it's more that there's a lot to do so it's so it's tiring and there isn't so much time to do other things that i might want to do more more of but from a psychological perspective, it's and I've I've felt this way actually probably like the last six months that in in many ways they've been if I, if if circumstances did cause uh, our feelings then probably like the last six months should have been the hardest six months of my life but they don't yeah. seem that way you know yeah. it's like I I don't I don't sense the psychological weight of them and, and so that's been and and I don't and I don't know what to attribute that to. Um, apart from not filling my head with thinking that doesn't need to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's, it's just it's just been lighter. Yeah, and that and that'll do. Yeah. And you have potentially several years of hospital visits. Yeah, I mean, we'll find out on the uh, in about three weeks. We'll find out what's going to happen next, and 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 what the future law holds. And uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I sometimes my mind wants to go there, like, oh, but what if this, then what, or what if that, then what? And then I realize, yeah, but I don't know, and me thinking about it and, and, and trying to, you know, uh, forecast it. It doesn't make any sense. Like yesterday, uh, sorry, um, Sunday, we had the, the presidential elections in Finland. And mm. it, was, it was fascinating to me that you have the whole political elite and all the, all the news organizations 
and they are and you know as the votes come in you know they they kind of trickle in all the time as they're counting the votes from different parts of the country yeah and and they're constantly just trying to forecast well what does this mean for the for the final result you know we have 37 percent of the votes counted and it's this do you think this means this and it's just like just wait two hours and you'll have the answer like nothing's gonna change i mean (laughs) it's just we're in such a rush to know the answer yeah. That you know, it, it just seems madness. Like I look at these these programs now, and my parents watch them like they're um, like they're the greatest greatest uh, and most important show on TV. And I just look at it and go like, what's the point? You can just just as well read this in the morning, and uh, and you will not have missed a single thing, except for that kind of ride when you went in your head. Oh, but what if it's this way? Oh, but what if it's that way? Oh, but you know, uh, what's gonna happen? And it's the same thing with this this hospital stuff that. Uh, it is what it is when it comes, and and if it means that more more surgeries and 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 uh, you know treatment, then then shit, we'll we'll deal with it. Yeah. But I can't I can't do anything about it now, and I can't me trying to carry carry that weight now and worry about it. It's only going to make me um, an unhappier person and a shittier parent and a more or less supportive um, husband. Yeah. at this time and and so what comes comes and and then we then we deal with it yeah but there's uh i mean there's like an expression of uh, dealing with that bridge when i come to it i think that might be the expression that might not be. yeah i've heard i've, I've heard a, like um a version that always amuses me um cross that bridge when I i'll, I'll burn it. that bridge when i get to it yeah exactly and <laughs> um, but there's there's like a common senseness to it isn't it yeah. it's like uh you could almost be writing a self-help guide to how to do this except it can you're just kind of generating it real time yeah when you need it kind of accessing that that infinite wisdom so-called yeah when you exactly. need it rather than this kind of intellectual wanting to know i want to know i want to know i need to prepare myself and i need to know this i need to I need to know all the twists and the turns i need to and the intellect or the ego just wants to get involved yeah. so much when really it really isn't needed most of the time for for your situation or the the election in finland or just life in general yeah that's well put and it's we sort of um we've kind of got ourselves addicted to the ego listening to the ego and the ego does its thing and we just we kind of addicts and we just we struggle with letting letting the ma- the monster sort of have its way basically we yeah. just just need to sort of hey just chill you know please just i won't ever forget you don't worry but you can lie down now exactly exactly and then, so. and then, it, and then it rolls up again oh it's you again oh my gosh <laughs> you are persistent yeah and i think when i when i look at it that so much of what, what what makes the kind of the ego and the intellect get the upper hand in these situations is that one it's when we're driven by by fear and anxiety and then the other thing is that we're just we're just addicted to those those highs and lows that come with oh is this going to happen or oh is that going to happen and and when when we when we follow those those kind of urges then then that's what happens you know like we we just we just keep filling our head with thoughts and thinking that really does 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 no one any good and then and then at the same time when or on the other hand when we just relax and and we kind of know that we're going to be okay and and what comes comes and we'll deal with it then uh, 
yeah, we don't have to worry about it so much in the moment. Hmm. I was um, a question for you, Auntie. Hmm. Somebody might be listening to this who could be a parent, and they could have the very same situation or similar. Um, and I know that we're not about advice, but I'm still I'm going to ask you: Do you have any advice for somebody in your situation right now? Yeah, it's a good question. I I think the only thing that really comes to mind that's something that I can put into words is is um, that what we just talked about is to take it day by day. Don't don't try to get too far in the different expectations in your head expecting it's going to be bad or expecting it's going to be good and then hoping like hell it's the reality is going to live up to your expectation but just let things come when they come especially when they're out of your control and then and then you'll have the then you'll have the strength to deal with them i think that's the mm. that's the thing that comes to mind most it's mm, nice yeah and that's uh, this conversation about the three principles the inside out and sun, it helps it helps people return to themselves come back to this present moment but even without this conversation this is how human beings are wired isn't it we it, we have this innate health mm. whether we know that we have it or not it's there we can we can all come to the bridge when we cross it we can all do that we can all live day by day mm. yeah absolutely and I think that's the that's I think like this is a totally kind of uh, from left field to what we've been talking about that yes but I was I was reading this um, this book by the um, great uh, Indian yogi Nisargadatta or whatever his name is I'm yeah, not doing it I know justice, him but, I know but him. But he was talking that the only reason that we have the illusion of time is because we have a, we have memory. Yeah. Is that because we remember what we've done in the past and 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 we remember yesterday, and and that's why kind of things seem stationary and static. That you know, like the chair is a chair and the and the door is a door and this this person is Auntie and this person is Steve. And but if we didn't have memory. Then, then we'd see things more freshly in the moment. And it kind of made me think that I wonder if animals kind of don't have a memory. They just have association. You know, like they've just, they've just somewhere in the subconscious, they've just associated this thing as being, you know, good or bad or, 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 or a threat or... Um, Source or, of or food. Not, yeah, or anything like that, or so forth, and and that's why they're able to be in the moment so much because they don't have a memory like oh today is just like yesterday, or the day that's before, quite. or the day before. More and, grass to eat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, do I really have to eat grass every single day? And, and so it kind of makes me think that uh, I think in some in many ways memories also uh, there's a there's a at least there's a big intellectual component to it, and and I think the the less I try to 
you know, remember things and 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 memorize things and 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 com- compare them to past things. I think the the more I am just in the, the or anyone is in the more in the flow of things and sees things. Well, I, I can't. We can't really say like as they really are, but closer to as they really are than not. Yeah, and you know, more in the in the flow of life or in the flow of yourself. Yeah. 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 It's a shame that it takes, um, you know, a health scare to sort of remind us of these these sort of truisms of life. Mm. I mean, I know you're not like that particularly, but often somebody could have a, a heart attack or something, and then suddenly they just start to sort of see the preciousness of life again, and and they're not yeah. taking it for granted. Each day is a gift. I was looking at the sky this morning and just the, the, the dappled colours and everything. It was so beautiful. And I could easily have just ignored it, but I just I just looked for a few moments. It was just lovely. Mm. Like, like I hadn't seen it before. Yeah. I, I found that, you know, like you, you brought up the thing that I do, just touching that cupboard door. But I found it with, with everything that no matter how well I think I know something, uh, you know, like even the cupboard door or, or the sunset or or looking into uh, our baby's eyes. It's there's always something there that either I haven't I hadn't noticed before or there's something there that is just a little bit different than what I remembered. Or uh, there's something there that I had forgotten that was there. And now that I see it, I'm reminded of it. So it's never exactly the same, never, ever, ever. And and at first, when you're when you, when you do this exercise, it just seems like no, but it is the same table. But the more you do it, the more you start to realize like how much really is how really it isn't the same from one day to the next, even though it is for all practical purposes um, a stationary, almost permanent thing like a table or a cupboard door. The newness of everything yeah and this is probably um for another time but the new you know even when we have the same thoughts we're not really having they're not exactly the same yeah exactly is there anything else auntie um that you'd like to say um about this you know about Liana and her health and you and yeah I think the only thing I just like to say is that it's been really wonderful to have have um, friends and people I know how much they've supported us from from all walks of life um, it's it's been really nice and and it's in many ways it's another one of these these hidden blessings in in such an ordeal that to kind of be reminded of of how many loving people you have in your life even though sometimes it doesn't look that way so yeah. it's it's a really wonderful thing and and i have i and, and and we all have been really grateful for all of those so so thank you for anyone who's listening who's um who said a kind word or or, or done something to help that's been it's been appreciated yeah, that's lovely auntie well thank you for sharing your experience so far with um what's been happening with your daughter Mm. Um, I appreciate your wisdom and openness. Thank you, Steve. And uh, it's been—it's very easy to talk about these things with you. So, so that's uh, 
it was it was very easy oh okay cool well i hope it's been of some interest to to our listeners um yeah and hopefully you'll keep us updated um if of any news i will absolutely well thank you auntie thank you steve thank you everybody else goodbye bye bye Thank you for listening to episodes in Troubled Thinking. If you've enjoyed our podcast, we would really appreciate it if you took a minute to leave an honest review on iTunes, because this will help other listeners discover us as well. We hope you have a great week, and we'll be back with a brand new episode next week.